Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Talking Smack, where we talk superheroes, movies, animation, and comics, and so much more. I am your host, Josh Scar, and I am joined this week by Matt. Matt, welcome back. Yeah, thanks for having me. How's it going? It's going quite well because we are joined by another smackhead, uh, one of our favorite people, Beppo. Beppo, welcome back. I'm back. I told you. I told you I would be reemerging <laughs> as soon as She-Hulk was over. <laughs> I, it took forever to wash all the green body paint off me. I had to be game <laughs> for the finale. So I'm I'm here and I'm back to normal human flesh tone. I'm so sorry. You've emerged from your cave. <laughs> I've emerged from my shulky cave. <laughs> So as you may have guessed with Beppo's presence, we are going to be talking about She-Hulk in its entirety, the Disney Plus Marvel series. It's going to be a good time. Uh, spoilers ahead. And uh, there's going to be some jokes at my name expense, I'm guessing. But that'll, <laughs> that'll come later. <laughs> just watch it. You should, if you didn't watch it already, just go watch it. Just watch it. Yeah. yeah and then come back and listen now. to this. Because again, spoiler alert. Very just heavy spoilers. Just watch it. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome back from watching it now. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to get do a quick ad break and we're going to hear from the movie wire with Justin Henson. We'll be right back. In a world with so many movies to choose from, one man has created the go-to podcast for reviews of hot and trending movies so you know what's worth your time. The Movie Wire Podcast with host Justin Henson. Hear Justin's movie verdict wherever you listen to podcasts. Tune in to The Movie Wire today. And we're back, and now we are definitely going to be talking about She-Hulk. Yes, I'm bouncing up and down. I know you guys can't see it right now, but I'm bouncing up and down like a child. Ah, yes. I, I can only imagine what you were doing at, at the start of every fanfare of every episode, just sitting there. Just, oh. I, I picture you like a kid on Saturday morning cartoons, bowl yeah. of Cocoa Puffs, and yeah. just like, yes. <laughs> see, what I did was I, I got all of the green cereal that exists. So I got my, my Cap'n Crunch berries, but I only took out the green ones. Well, purple too. Purple too is fine. I got my like... Uh, the green marshmallows from Lucky Charms, uh, my Apple Jacks. I was all set. It's like if I'm going to, if I'm going to immerse myself in wonderful hulkiness, then I need to hulk and bulk on green food. <laughs> You're not gonna rib it and rip it. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> no, but I feel like my best friend would. <laughs> That's not a jab at you, bestie. I'm sorry. Wink, wink. Because she'll probably listen to this. <laughs> you know who what you a, are. What an indictment of this person. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the first time I've thrown her under the bus. It's fine. <laughs> so instead of doing like a, a story breakdown or uh, an episode by episode breakdown, I think we're just going to kind of do a general discussion. What we liked, what we didn't like, uh, any episodes that stood out, that sort of thing. And uh, yeah, if we want if to, know, we, we can... The- Sorry. Yeah. If, a, if we want to. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> go, go. I was just going to say, and if we want to, we can go a little more in depth on certain episodes if we have the time. Um, but yes, Matt, feel free to go ahead with with the description of the show. If you haven't seen it, she's a Hulk, but a lady and she's a lawyer. She's living. She's loving. She's laughing. She's learning. 
And her dad is Larry Appleton, which is yeah. amazing. <laughs> Just go watch it. 10 out of 10 description, man. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Episode over, I guess. Uh, thanks for ever coming. Bye. <laughs> Mm, sorry i'm just i'm like i'm aggressively but yeah it, so right the now. show it does very much kind of i don't want to say we influenced it but obviously we influenced it you and i matt when we were talking about ms marvel and we said do a tv thing don't just make a six hour or six episode movie do a tv yeah. thing yeah it's a tv show which is surprising you know it's a, it's it feels like such a silly thing to say that it's a tv show but like it's a tv show <laughs> Or like, oh, you no, know, there's a, the there's an overarching story, had. but every episode is like, here's a problem that She-Hulk and cast and friends are dealing with. And then odds are it's mostly resolved by the end of the episode. And then next episode, we're doing something else. You know, as someone who kind of tires of the format that we like, we talked about with Ms. Marvel, where everything has to be this big action heavy, giant, stretched out movie. I really appreciated one of these shows being like. Yeah, it's a TV show. <laughs> Treat it like one. Yeah, Beppo, what were your initial impressions? Whew, okay, that's a loaded question. <laughs> okay, I know we're not going episode by episode, so I will not do that. Uh, but to start off with, episode one couldn't have been more perfect for me personally as a fan. I had two nitpicks for the entirety of the episode. One... One tiny drop of blood seemed kind of small in comparison to the entire blood transfusion to save Jennifer's life in the comics and other backstories. But it has been established in the MCU that Bruce's blood is so toxic, a single blood can put Stan Lee in a coma in a hospital after drinking some soda pop. Um, <laughs> the other one is when Jen is having her meltdown and she wants to leave Bruce's little secluded area and she gets into that Jeep. And she drives away. She, for one, Bruce isn't able to hold that car down. And two, she guns it and it sends him flying. BS. No Hulk would go flying from a Jeep. And if they did, <laughs> I want that Jeep. Otherwise, the first episode to me was perfect. I watched it like four times with all different friends and I was giddy <laughs> as heck. For the series overall, I am so happy. Every single episode was either a like or a love, with the exception of maybe one, which was kind of a meh. But pacing-wise, I was really happy about it. Uh, every complaint I saw people give online about... This is my favorite thing with like MCU shows, and I know you guys will get this too. When you're two episodes in, they go, well, that doesn't make any sense with the plot. And I'm just like, bitch, there is no plot yet. You've seen... That's you guys were talking about how you these are like long movies yeah, instead of TV shows. That's like sitting in a movie for 10 minutes and going, Well, this sucks. The plot doesn't make any sense. Like, uh, okay, okay. Like, are you gonna watch Inception for 15 minutes and be like, No, I give up. This is too confusing. No, you're gonna sit and stay and watch the entirety of it. And then if it doesn't make sense, that's when yeah, you really. jump online and read well, forums for people to explain it to you. Well, and especially with this, because like, you know, for what, for better or worse, that first episode is chiefly concerned with getting the backstory out of the way. It's not a bad episode. I, I personally think it's probably the weakest episode of the season just because it's like tasked with establishing the whole thing. You can tell they don't want to like deal with it throughout the season. So they're just like, first episode, we're going to knock it out. We're going to deal with all this stuff. So like... 
by the second episode, you're like, this sucks. I don't like it. That's, I mean, that's valid if you're not feeling it, but also like you really have only given it one episode to do the thing it's trying to do because the first episode was all the stuff they don't want to deal with for the rest of the series. Fair enough. Um, See, the first episode, I think, had a lot more like fun kind of bubbliness to it. Sure. And the fact that they did kind of hit past those points of this is an origin story. Uh, That's why, as far as the condensedness of it, of her not needing a full blood blood transfusion, I'm fine with. It was more or less just kind of like the very first initial watching. Like, this is accurate to the comic books. I'm so pissed. (laughs) Um, For me, a lot of people complained after episode two. And... Uh, they're like, nothing happened. And I was like, well, yes and no. Episode two was build up for literally everything from three to nine. So that one yeah. to me was one of the weaker episodes, but not for the reasons everybody else complained about. Actually, my biggest complaint, and I think I texted Josh after this, was you go on Disney Plus and you see an episode and it's like 38 minutes. And you're like, oh, hell yeah, we're going to get a lot. It's like a 24-minute episode with like 14 minutes of credits for every country in the world. And I'm like, so that was my problem with like episode two. I started it up and it ended so soon. And I looked and it was only maybe 21 or 22 minutes of actual showtime. But three onward was stellar. It definitely had me excited to watch week to week. And it was a little more episodic. So you didn't feel like... You were pausing a movie every 20 minutes. Yeah, I think that's like, if I if I was to, well, we're talking about the criticism. First of all, I think there's a lot of people who are approaching this in bad mm-hmm. faith, right? Where it's just, there's there's a, a segment of the internet population that the show is like, frankly, dealing with. Where it's like people who just see a show featuring a female lead, a show that like, is dealing with those kinds of concerns as opposed to like, someone doing badass shit every episode and they're just like oh this sucks it's woke it's whatever so like there's so much bad faith criticism out there of it and i also think that just some people for whatever reason just the way tv works now is that if something does it used to be that like this was just how tv was right where where there was not an overarching plot and 80 percent of episodes are what we would call filler right yep start the enterprise goes to a planet a weird thing happens they fix it next episode So I think a lot of people are like, oh, wow, there needs to be an overarching plot. Everything needs to be working towards it. So then like that becomes an issue when there's a show that's like, no, we're going to like just hang out with these characters and have them yeah, do stuff. Yeah. Tell a little story, tell a little story that like, you know, it does, I think it does build up into something at the end, but it's not like, you know, we see the bad guys every episode doing something, right? Um, so I think it's just for whatever reason... A part of that, I think, is the all the other Disney Plus shows being exactly what we're talking about. I think some people were just like put off because, like, I think they don't know what to do with it when it's not here's the plot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, no, uh, and they can't binge it all all at once either because it. After watching this series and after rewatching slash reevaluating something like Captain Marvel, I was super stoked when Captain Marvel came out and I really enjoyed it. But the longer, the more time that had passed and I looked back on it, I felt like it was a really weak movie. And some of it, and and this is a very unique perspective I have as a cisgendered woman, is I love empowered characters, no matter the gender, but of course a female character, a quote unquote strong female character as their archetype (laughs) is always a bonus and a plus. And one thing that I've always loved about Jen 
is that one, she's a very unique character, just personality wise. She's very funny. She's very witty. She uses her brains more so than her brawn, but when the brawn is needed, she gets the job done. Uh, but she also embraces her femininity. Femininity. I can't say that word uh, a lot. And I appreciate that because I looked up to her since I was literally in diapers thinking she was so cool. And as I grew up and as I read more comics with her and saw more shows and begged for a movie and TV show, <laughs> I was always fascinated by a strong female character who, yes, she is physically strong, but she's not just strong in a in a like male perspective. And going back and rewatching Captain Marvel, my biggest criticism of that now is the movie doesn't feel like it's from a female perspective, even if I, I think it had a female director, just because it was like yeah, it was co-directed. Yeah. yeah. And it just kind of felt like, well, everybody complains that, oh, you're just taking a male character and slapping boobs on it. It felt like they just took like a Tony Stark and then just put sure. in a girl power montage at the end. To me, there was sure. nothing unique about Captain Marvel in the solo movie that really made me feel like I was empowered. The closest thing to it was when Gwen Stefani, I'm just a girl, started playing. And even then, I'm like, that's kind of ham-fisted. Come on. I know I'm just yeah. a girl. Well, and while we're on this tangent, when I heard that that was in the movie, I was like, oh, that's interesting. That'll be like a fun little thing when... You know, it's like a diegetic yeah. moment where there's a fight scene. For it. And then it just it's is a, not. It's like, it's just a soundtrack. And I was like, that's, I don't dislike this. It was, it was during a, a battle a sequence, like towards the end of the movie. And I remember I was super stoked and clapping in the theater. But then afterwards, I was like, wait, that was kind of dumb and like really, really forced. Um, Captain, Captain Marvel is an interesting movie because like, I, I totally hear you. And like, obviously I don't have the perspective, right? I'm, I'm a cis straight man. Um. When I saw that movie, I did take away some stuff of like, uh, of it being about, you know, there's a whole thing where like, she's got this power that's been, you know, kind of clamped down by like strong men in her life. And like, she overcomes that. So like, I could see some stuff there, but also like, I totally hear what you're saying. And it's tough because like that movie is like one, it's so tough to criticize just because that was like a flashpoint for like exactly the kind of thing we were talking about where that was a movie that if you, it's it's sort of like the last Jedi where like, if you say you don't like that movie, that's fine. <laughs> but enough people have poisoned the well that I'm like, if you say you don't like it, have I'm like, have you seen it? Tell me more yeah. Before no, I, no. And I understand that too, but all of the moments in Captain Marvel where there are the flashbacks to her standing up for herself and being told that she was lesser and everything like that. She-Hulk summarized that in one scene. And that's one reason why I love the first episode so much. Is, mind you, I don't remember word for word, but she's sitting there meditating with Bruce, trying to find that zen again. And she's like, okay, really, I got this. I really need to go. And he's like, no, 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 no. You got to learn to be in control of your emotions. And she goes, Bruce, I've been in control of my emotions since like the day I was born because one I'm constantly be to being told by incompetent men how to do my job I'm constantly being catcalled yep. and to the point where it's terrifying to walk down a street alone and I was watching this weekly with a big group of friends and at that point I literally had a friend unmute herself in the discord and just go fucking amen and 
it's one of those things <laughs> yeah. where yes i am not a female lawyer i am not sitting in a law office being berated by you know male lawyers but i have had jobs job interviews where i was straight up told you did a great interview uh you did really fantastic but just so you know i don't typically hire women because they don't know what they're doing in the gaming industry cool. yeah uh, i was completely awestruck but yes those little things that she says where i'm constantly controlling my emotions because if i don't and if i do slip i'm told i'm hormonal i'm told that i'm pmsy i'm told well i'm just an emotional woman and that hits so goddamn hard and that kind of sentiment throughout the entirety of it. She never once dehumanizes anyone for being male or female, other than like the very clear characters who are kind of, you know, like, uh, I can't remember his name, but the one lawyer she used to work for, and he's just an ass. Yeah. The one who yeah. apparently dated Megan the Stallion. <laughs> was that one, was that one Pug or was that the, the good lawyer? No, Pug is the good one. Okay. It was like the, sh the shitty lawyer that she worked with before she works at the law firm she's at for most of the okay. show. Yeah, in the, in the DA's office. Yeah. Yes, I'm looking yeah. for the name right here. Hold on. Uh, yeah, that's uh, and again, this is an experience I personally can speak to, but I obviously am aware that it happens, and it it it's one of those things that feels like you can feel that if the writing staff wasn't all women, it was a lot yeah. of women and women directing you know, where this was going, because it's all about that kind of thing where there's that you mentioned there's, you know, the, the threat is basically is online trolls, which like, you know, in the wake of second time today, I'm bringing this up, Gamergate, you know, Comicsgate, just all kinds of a thing where just a, a, where being a woman online is unfortunately putting a target it, on your yes. back, especially if you're someone who's in the comics, gaming, sci-fi, whatever. Um, so you can really feel that, it's infused with that experience throughout the show. And I think that's really smart. Uh, not going to talk much about it, but recently this past year, I've gotten into uh, game streaming and I have been embraced by the community. Uh, but also it's terrifying. Cause I think what if I slip up once, then everyone will know yeah, who I, I am. Everyone will be able to find dirt. I haven't had one night stands like Jen has, for example, but who's to say there's not something out there that could come back to haunt me that I don't even know exists. So the ending of episode eight going into nine, I was legitimately speechless. You know, that, that cold feeling you get in your chest when something just scares you that's what i yeah. had it hit me because she spent her whole life being a wallflower and being shy and being kind of nerdy not in like the over like oh comic book nerdy but like in a not popular girl kind of way and she gets his powers she gets to be a beautiful goddamn beautiful green bombshell babe <laughs> i want her to step on me and then i want normal four foot <laughs> or five foot four gen to cuddle me it'll be great <laughs> that empowerment that she gets when she's She-Hulk and she's getting all the looks and the attention and the, the romance. And in the episode where she is suing for the She-Hulk trademark and they straight up said like, yeah, I wouldn't really even care about her unless she was a giant green goddess. Yeah. That fucking hurt. I teared up and I loved the show cause I had such good humor, but then all of a sudden it would have that. And People have brought up before that Marvel has a tone problem, especially now, where they'll have a serious moment and it's broken by unwarranted comedy. 
I feel like She-Hulk sure. had that, but in a positive way and reversed. There was nonstop, like, jovial and humor, be it good humor, slightly cringy humor, or in the middle. Like, you know, that's the thing about comedies. There's big ha-has, there's chuckles, and then there's like, ah, oh, that was a miss. But then all of a <laughs> sudden, there would be that, that hard hit of reality. That, hey, you're watching this this superhero lawyer show but she's human and has experienced these horrible things against her. All I wanted ever was a She-Hulk show that I could relate to because of the way I see her in my mind and have her in my heart. And I truly, at least for a personal experience for me, got that from this show. It was incredible. I think that's a great point because uh, in the episode, like you said, where they were trying to figure out the the She-Hulk trademark, essentially, uh, there's the moment where she has the guy that she had the one night stand with, where he basically wanted to sleep with She-Hulk. And then he woke up to Jen the next morning. And I, I thought that's where the show was going to kind of create like a, who is Jen, who is She-Hulk kind of identity crisis kind of thing. Not, not too heavy because that's not what the show is really about. But uh, because in the comics, Jen is almost always and exclusively She-Hulk because that is kind of like, her true self. Yeah. But in this show, obviously because of like budgetary reasons and other reasons, <laughs> they let her play a dual identity essentially. And I, I think it works really well within the context of the show because she, she is very confident as Jen. She is confident with who she is in her skin, but she also is like, she Hulk is a side of me that allows me to be a bit more confident, allows me to be a bit not be on guard all the time because if someone were to jump me in an alley, I'm She-Hulk. What the hell are they actually going to do to me? Right. And right. I think that is, uh, it, that was a really good compelling idea that um, I think they still played with throughout the series, but it was done in such a nonchalant way that you could miss it if you weren't trying to pay attention mm -hmm. for it. Mm -hmm. I, I'm sure part of this is motivated by budget where like we, she can't just be, She-Hulk well, the entire Kevin time. said so. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but it's, I think it's also something that I think, I haven't read the original, the early She-Hulk comics, but I would bet they they deal with this to some degree, even if it's just in a page or a couple panels. But like, arguably this, the story of the show is her coming to terms with She-Hulk, right? Because like, it's not something that she wants initially it's something that she kind of realizes can work at her advantage and then by the end of it she's found that sort of i guess equilibrium so i think i think they're really dealing with the identity thing in an interesting and smart way that you don't always see in this kind of thing if that it's makes sense. kind of funny because so savage she hulk it was pretty much just rush out the door we don't want abc or nbc to get the rights for a female hulk um right. so it was very much a jekyll and hyde Fun fact, Morbius is the one who uh, helped find the serum to help cure Jen of her actual savage side, which, uh, where was my Morbius cameo? <laughs> uh, no, actually, uh, Josh, we were predicting back at the very, very beginning when we were talking about the trailer drop, I was thinking that they would have made a savage She-Hulk, like a serum to take the savageness away. I thought we were going to get an Amadeus Cho cameo. I thought they were going to bring mm. him in because... Obviously, he becomes uh, the Hulk later on in the comics after Bruce loses his ability and then dies and then isn't dead anymore. And now he's an immortal Hulk, which is a fantastic read, but that's besides the point. 
We can't get into <laughs> the Hulk yeah. <laughs> No, no. Uh, in the 80s run with John Byrne, she was pretty much just a really sassy, comedic uh, b- bombshell babe. Uh, but it was in the mid-2000s yep. uh, that there was a comic run where they actually did address that. She was always She-Hulk. She was always a spectacle. And she actually gets hired at the law firm. But they're like, look, but we want to hire Jen. We do not want to hire She-Hulk. So she actually has to revert back to Jen constantly. And she's like, I'm not comfortable being this person anymore. I don't want to be this person. And it's all about her coming to terms with her normal side. In this one, it was almost the opposite. She's kind of, she's happy being a wallflower. She's happy just being Jennifer Walters. Like, but she's not actually. She wants romance. She wants every every girl, no matter how shy you are, you want that moment where you feel pretty. You want to be seen as pretty. And when she reluctantly switches over to She-Hulk because she's told to, she starts realizing like, oh, that's getting me special attention. So it's almost like her coming to terms with this really new positive but not overindulging in it as well uh which i yeah, yeah. It, it's just a really cool way to do it it's almost like a, a, a reverse of the other stories and i think it's really smart the way that they handle because like you know tatiana maslani is not an unattractive woman by any stretch She's of the imagination i want to snuggle Looks, her you know, so bad right. call me yeah and so <laughs> <laughs> Well, they, you know, the way that they deal with that sort of dichotomy where, you know, it's not that, like, Jen doesn't have confidence. It's not that Jen is unattractive or unappealing in some way. It's, you know, but she she is hyper competent in mm-hmm. her work and she's so devoted to it. She almost has no room for anything exactly. else, right? Yeah. Where, like, the, the She-Hulk thing you know, is a, is a thing that because it's a big change, she doesn't want to be a superhero. She resists it. But then I think that part of the story of the season is her finding that it allows her, like you were kind of like you were saying, that opportunity to explore those other avenues mm-hmm. of herself that I think that if she, if this version of Jen really wanted to, she could, but she just never made that time for it. And now she finds herself in this situation where like people are pursuing her to make mm-hmm. time for that exactly. in a way. So it's really, a really it's a really fresh way to do that that's not like oh she's so dumpy or yeah she's frumpy because she, she like, she's she's uh like well kept and very cute and very attractive as jen too so yeah they didn't go like the princess yeah. diaries route is that what it was a princess diaries with anne hathaway where they give her glasses yes. and frizz yeah, yeah. out her hair and that's all it's like oh come on yeah like yeah she has naturally curly hair but curly hair is cute i'm just saying um but yeah <laughs> no 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 and and i like how you pointed out and the way you kind of worded it was Jen is a very confident woman, but she's confident yeah. in her abilities and her knowledge. And a lot of women right. are confident in that. A lot of people, hell, it doesn't matter uh, any gender uh, and any anyone who you are and how you identify as. A lot of people are confident in their abilities, but it's when you start getting into the things that are more easily to be judged physical appearances or things like that you're the way you sound the way you look uh the way you chew your food okay that one's a little bit just keep your mouth closed i'm just saying um (laughs) but and and that's where it kind of comes in into play she gets a taste of kind of like what it's like to be pampered for a change because clearly no matter how adorable she is she's definitely the kind of girl who's going to sit at her computer for 14 hours looking up 
information instead of getting a mani pedi. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's interesting because arguably the only time in the season where she is quote unquote frumpy is like the three or four episodes where she has to wear these oversized suits. Yes. But it's a very funny detail where she where when she's Jen, she's got these suits that are like way too big on her because she grows into them when she becomes She-Hulk. So I don't know if there was like an intentional thing there where like Jen is maybe receding into herself or if it's just a fun detail they realized when they were making it. But that's like, there's a connection we made there and I don't know that I am, I've thought it through enough to make it, but that's an interesting, that's like the only time where like she doesn't look like she is one of the most talented actors who, who is alive right, right now. Right, right. Sorry, I'm, I'm getting lost in her beautiful eyes. Just dreaming about her. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say, there's, there's one episode in particular. It's the Daredevil episode uh, that uh, Ricky, my wife. Uh, whoops, I accidentally clicked the episode. Sh- shut up, tablet. Nope. Um, <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> I'm just trying to scroll. Uh, episode eight, Ribbit and Rip It. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> where daredevil shows up and jen has to help leapfrog in a a lawsuit against who has become her tailor someone who makes clothes that don't make her look as frumpy and the the clothes will kind of transition with her which those outfits look fantastic god Um, damn you right though Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, ricky she did not like how quickly jen just went hey it seems like you actually do have a case here let's let's move forward with it because the one thing she didn't really think to look at which if she's supposed to be this competent efficient lawyer is she should be reading the owner's manual to make sure that there isn't something that this guy did wrong which clearly he did and uh, i think that's that's something i agree with her but i think it's kind of uh the writers needed a reason to have to show off matt murdoch's abilities uh so like he can smell the jet fuel and it's something that uh, might have gone overlooked if it weren't for that ability. True in a sense, but A, she wanted to refuse it and they couldn't because his father's a high paying client. So two, she got pissed <laughs> and she just wanted to take him down. And yes, I agree with you. She should have looked into the quote unquote owner's manual, but to be fair, she might not have realized. And, and again, this is just, she should have known by doing research, but it came down to the type of fuel, which might have not have been something that she would have asked initially because she's still new to superheroes too, and especially superhero law division. So while that's not excusing, I think that Jen as a person, not as a character in an episode, probably would have been able to detect that. Um, at least in the context of the show and the buildup. It had enough dominoes to make it fall just right. But I agree with you. Like that was, it should have been something else a little less like really you didn't look into that <laughs> before yeah and i i made the same argument to ricky and she's very adamant that that was just dumb like she, that it took her out of the episode in that moment because it, it did kind of make jen look not quite as good at her job as she is yeah yeah that would i'm not refuting her at all her the way she felt about it is obviously nothing wrong with it um that didn't bother me so much just because and this is just the way i i kind of view these things where I am sometimes I feel like I'm I'm looking at the matrix where I'm like oh I'm see I see why you're making these decisions because <laughs> this is how the episode has to go you know if it was an episode that was a more about that case I think I it would bother me more but because it's real 
they just have to get to the point where it's the team, team up, up right? episode. So yeah. That's really just laying the groundwork. So I, I think that all the points are valid, but that, that personally didn't bother me that much because the rest of the episode that is they're doing something else with it. And it's just more important it for their goals. I think. Yeah. I just wanted to bring it up because Ricky wouldn't let me live it down if I didn't bring it up, <laughs> but let's, Let's talk about the true star of this show. Uh, Beppo, I'm sorry. She-Hulk, yes, it's her name on the the cover, but Madison with a Y, but not where you expect it to be. How did you guys feel about Madison and her arc that she had in the show? I mean, she doesn't really have an arc, right? Bro. She's more of a a force of nature. Bro, this is what you bring up? I was about to get some fisty cuffs, but you have a good point. Madison. She she owned the internet for about two oh, weeks. Oh, so good. It was so dumb. Uh, I'm really glad that Wong has a best friend now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a fun that's a fun character and, a, and that's that's exactly the kind of thing that, you know, I'm not gonna harp on the the format too much, but you, you it's hard to imagine that kind of thing where this character who shows up in a couple episodes, even Wong, who was only in, what, two or three of these episodes? It's hard to imagine that in a show that is so hyper-focused on the plot in the same way that, like, most of the other hour-long drama shows have been. So it's just, it, that's the kind of thing that I love about this show, is that it, by, by embracing the format, it allows itself to be able to do that kind of thing. We're like, oh, what if we just had a fun fun party girl show up and you know, she's she's kind of a stereotypical party girl, but she's not like a character we're writing down to. We're not making fun of her well, too much. Not just that, and but then, they kind of take archetypes throughout the entire series and make fun of them. So it's like every no one is a single punching bag, but everyone is poked fun at in an equal opportunity kind of way. Um, it, sure. so, so I like that because it would be so easy for certain people on the internet just to be like, oh, this show's just a, a bunch of man haters. And it's like, no, 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 no. Uh, men are made fun of, women are made fun of, but men are also propped up to be funny and intelligent, and women are propped up to be funny and intelligent. So it's like, it, you know, it, it pokes fun at both sides. So anybody who keeps calling this like woke comedy doesn't understand a word that they're saying. Just saying. Well, I mean, it's it's woke comedy in the sense that to them, woke means there's a woman yeah, fair, in it. fair, <laughs> very fair. I mean, hell, the last episode especially literally just takes... That's what's so funny is that I guarantee you, I've been avoiding spoilers, right? Because I had to wait till today to watch it. I guarantee you, if I open up any news article about Marvel, I'm going to see so many people complaining about the... Oh, come on. Those complaints that they had at the meeting are so unrealistic. And I'm like... Bro, I have literally heard these exact same comments more times than I can count. Hell, when the TV show got announced, I was flipping through Facebook and the comments section was filled with those exact same comments. Don't tell me that they're, yep. they're oh, well, it's just pandering or that's not realistic. It's like, no, F you guys. That is 100% realistic. Uh, so it, that's, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Sorry, I love the show. <laughs> The narratives never change with people like that. Like Tom Taylor has been dealing with people ragging on his Jonathan Kent Superman comic where Jonathan Kent is bisexual, but because they need a narrative, they're saying that he's a gay Superman and disrespecting the the LGBTQ community by not understanding the difference between that, among other things. And then constantly saying that the book is canceled. The book is canceled. The book is doing horribly. 
when on launch day it is like the number one book on all DC pull lists yeah. uh, through digital and physical. And now they've got this whole thing where the book is done. They finished the story and now Jonathan is getting his own spinoff. Mm -hmm. But because the book is done, all of these people are saying, oh, we canceled it. It's been canceled. It's done because it's doing so horribly. God. Like that's not you're you're twisting the narrative because the well, story is done. Constant, right. We were talking about Captain Marvel a little while ago and whatever you think of that movie made a billion dollars, yeah. you know, like made tons of money. If you go back to what was it, 2018, 2019, whenever that movie came out, there were people who are like, they're making a billion dollars because Disney is buying out empty. Yeah. Yeah, theaters. I remember that. God, what a stupid <laughs> argument. Or like even with Shang-Chi, where, you know, I think they didn't make quite those that many arguments, but you go, there's certain youtubers certain commentators who are like this is such a failure such a bomb for marvel marvel's in trouble when like the actually you know we can talk about how useful it is to like judge these by box office numbers but by those metrics like it made a ton of money and people mm -hmm. liked it you know so like there it we're we are sort of off on a tangent but the show is interested in this so it's worth talking about yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you know there are just people who maybe they read comics, maybe they don't. Most of them, I would bet, probably haven't read a comic in 10 years because they just don't anymore for whatever reason. It doesn't, it literally doesn't matter. Like Superman could, Superman could be gay, Superman can be bi, Superman can be whatever, but they just have decided that because any character is not just a straight white dude, it's quote-unquote woke which is a word that has lost literally all meaning at this point and therefore it's only that means it's only pandering to people on those grounds and has no value whatsoever like they just live in a different reality it's like it's bonkers to yeah. watch their arguments because it doesn't matter what tom taylor says like tom taylor could show up with you know not, i'm not even someone who particularly thinks that john can superman book is great right like it's right. fine but it's not like blowing me away but he could he could show data every day and they'll come back and be like, well, yeah, but it ended because we don't understand the difference between a book ending and it being right, canceled. Right. It's because he's gay and he kissed a pink haired yeah. boy. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And and I, I'm the first person to cringe at forced humor. Forced. I brought it up before. And again, I am only speaking for myself. I'm not going to speak for any other uh female identifying persons out there, but I cringe very hard at forced girl power stuff. To me, it sure. feels extremely pandering and, and like not genuine. And I remember I had a friend kind of not chew me out. We had a discussion, but it was when the wonder woman trailer first dropped and there was a part like, uh, oh, and what are you to him? Oh, I'm his secretary. What does that mean? Oh, it means I, I do these things for him and I do this. Oh, so you're a slave. Oh, yeah, yeah, I like that. That made me roll my eyes so hard because I'm just like, I see what they're doing, but that didn't hit for me. It it felt just like, get it? Haha, <laughs> girl power. Um, and it was kind of the same in Captain Marvel. I love, I love the idea of whenever you are being discriminated against or persecuted for who you are and you're constantly being knocked down to stand up and and 
overcome that is incredible. But the scene of her constantly at every age, literally standing up while a choir of angels sings in the background. I'm just sitting here like, come on. This is the cheesiest, most pandering thing. You have an incredible message and you're ruining it with just like being so ham-fisted. This is my own personal take. I will not speak for anyone else who feels extremely empowered by those moments. I have a couple friends who are very moved by those moments. But for me, that's how I take it in. It feels forced. So a lot of people that always complain about, oh, it's all woke and it's full stuff. I hate that. But I know, I feel like I have a nose when I feel like it's very pandery. Again, it felt very natural in the show. And it's another reason why, sure. and I get it, I'm going in with a She-Hulk bias. But actually, because I'm such a big She-Hulk fan, I will be even more critical when they F something up. Because I don't want them to trash on my character. I don't want them to fail at an adaptation. And I, it was it was incredible for me. I, yeah, it was I loved it. Sorry. Tangent aside, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, and I, I think I think to that tangent, I think it's it's tough because it, there's a very there's a very fine line, right? Where like th- there's a reason that the that the strong female character is like a is like a joke trope now, yeah. right? Because for a long time it is there's this sense that like the thing that makes a woman character cool and empowered is for her to do all the things that the male exactly. character does. Yep. Um, except probably wearing like a metal bikini. Yeah. You know? So like <laughs> yes. And that's because a lot of a lot of this stuff is written by like usually honestly white men who have a sense of like maybe what they should be doing but are fumbling through it, right? So like I don't know. I think that's I think that's where you can kind of feel the naturalness from She-Hulk because you can get the sense that even like I said, even if they're not only women in that room, they're the ones who are like setting the stage and like pushing the narrative. Yes, exactly. And you know, it it's possible to um be performative with that kind of thing. Like, you know, people who complain about woke comics or whatever the fuck, they don't no. give a shit. Mm-hmm. But Sometimes you see that kind of thing where it is like you can tell somebody is may- trying maybe good good heartedly to push something, but they don't really know what they're yeah. doing. So it comes off really. Clunky. It does more harm than good. So like, unfortunately, yeah. There's like there's there's a there can be a nugget of truth in that thing, but like it's never the thing that that they're talking about, right? right? They're only ever talking about character who fits this identity definition exists. Therefore woke. Therefore bad. You know. Um. Anyway, I'm I know I'm off on a tangent to your tangent. <laughs> but I do uh, best. All, all I'm saying is, right. That's <laughs> why Josh both. doesn't want me on anymore. Um, I was like, God damn, I have to do like seven hours of editing just to get Bubba <laughs> to get to a point. <laughs> you know you have an open it's, invitation. I know it. It's a fine line. It's it's easy for, for two things that would look the same, one to feel genuine and one not, mm-hmm. depending on the approach and who's the one who's deploying that stuff it comes as you know, on for me to. a perfect like i guess example is comedy stand-up comic let's say matt and josh go up and you guys are an open mic mic night at a comedy club you have the exact same set exact same jokes. Be canceled. yes 
Uh, exact same set, exact same jokes. But let's say, and I promise I'm not picking on anyone. I'm just picking one or the other. Let's just say Josh does it and no one laughs in the crowd. Let's say Matt comes up, does the exact same thing, and everyone's hooping and hollering. Sometimes you can have the exact same jokes, the exact same punchlines, but it all comes down to delivery. That's why some people, no matter how good your material is, if you're not charismatic and you can't pull it off, then you're just not going to be a successful comic. Uh, comedian comic, not cartoon drawing comic. Right. Uh, but it's the same thing for like, especially in a big corporation thing like Disney and Marvel. There's that fine line of it feeling sincere and sure. a fine line of it feeling, well, just throw in throw in this trope. Uh, the, the, the girls will be happy because she's wearing a pretty dress and she flexes. Okay, moving on, moving on. Yeah, pink washing exactly. or rainbow washing. And the movie itself, or movie, oh my god, the show itself felt very genuine. <laughs> um, and just like with my anecdotes and saying this is purely my point of view, it felt like that some of the beats, the character beats that happened in the show weren't purely a trope. It felt like it was one of the writers saying, hey, look, this has happened to me. And I realized I might be a minority in that, even amongst women, but this happened to me and it's very real. Um, yeah, and that and and they looked at it and said, you know what? Not everyone experiences that, but that's still valid as hell. So they would include that. Yeah. Um, it's also what helps to make Jennifer, Jennifer, and some of the other characters, and it feel more real and more human. Speaking of side characters, the other two, I can't remember their names. Her bestie and uh the other male lawyer in the law firm they were fantastic side characters and i loved them i genuinely thought i was going to be extremely annoyed uh by those two but i very quickly fell in love with them they are so goofy yeah i just want to say before we move on too quick i get i get laughs because unlike josh i'm an ally <laughs> wow <Uh-oh. laughs> so- before uh, Matt gets fired here, um, <laughs> Ginger Gonzaga as Nikki, Nikki. Uh, and then um, let's find Pug here. Uh, Josh Sagara as Augustus Pug. Uh, his name's cut off here on IMDb. There we go. Uh, Puglis. I, so, yeah, I was Matt, just go ahead. I was just going <laughs> with with back to her to her. Uh-huh. Yo, now you're blaming now you're blaming <laughs> Beppo and trying to get her fired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm an ally. I'm throwing the woman under the yeah. bus. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> uh, okay, that was a good one. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, long story short, me likey the move. Me likey the show. Me, me want more show. Me want. Jen in movie, which it sounds like she probably will be judging by the direction of MCU. Um, yeah, but oh my god, that joke at the end of the episode, the last episode, she's like, "We'll see you in the movie." <gasps> Wait, really? No, get the hell out of my office. <laughs> <laughs> well, fine. Yes, <laughs> Kevin, that cracks. So, <laughs> yeah, we haven't talked about the 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 last episode yet. Yeah, the maybe. finale definitely needs to be discussed so here. Singular. Yeah, so I was I was gonna ask. Um, what did you guys think of when the 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 quote unquote main villain was revealed? And uh, were you surprised or were you expecting someone else? 
are, we're talking about the main villain in terms of the little nevish dork. Yeah, the the Zuckerberg um, tech bro that uh, for most of the season we see him like trying to cozy up to Jen to no effect. I guess I didn't think much of it mostly because in my read it, he was sort of beside the point. But in terms of like that aspect of the show, it's like the most obvious choice in the world in retrospect where it wasn't something where I was like, oh, the guy who's running the internet site is the guy that she's seen before. But it's like, oh, obviously that's him because who else but would it be? But the way that they do <laughs> the complete heel turn ending of the fact that Jen points it out, be like, really? This is like the shittiest writing I've ever seen. This is following every trope. And they're like, well, yeah, but it's fine. It's just a TV show. So the fact that it is such a shitty reveal and the fact that they bring it up that that was intentional because of the fourth wall breaking, I thought was brilliant. I think that was a good subversion. As far as yes. in, in the universe before that, uh, like watching the show, I was just like, mm, yeah, I mean, makes sense. It wasn't a jaw dropping. It wasn't like the Spider first uh, Spider Man Homecoming, the reveal of of uh, the the villain towards the end of the movie. No, it wasn't. It wasn't Liz. Um, uh, Liz's. Was it? Is it? Was it? Yeah, her dad. Her dad. Yeah, Liz. Yeah. Liz. Yeah, Allen's like dad, like yeah. when Peter's going to pick up Liz for prom or homecoming. I mean. Uh, it's not that my jaw hit the floor for that because I was not suspecting that it makes sense and I should have seen it coming but they did such a good job at not doing that kind of reveal and keeping it so hidden like unimportant in the background but it is but when when she actually breaks Disney plus as a whole (laughs) and jumps around and goes to the behind the scenes I think that was a perfect way to end a show that felt like it was falsely building up to some sort of huge, like, oh, well, what what is going to happen now? Because what was it, episode two or three, they were trying to get her blood, and it never came up ever again. So I was like, yeah. oh, they're going to rush trying to get that. And yep, sure enough, they rushed. And then they stopped and went, guys, you rushed this shit. Yeah, but I mean, it's not like you're Iron Man or something. So we just kind of came up with everything. And she's like, no, <laughs> fuck you, I'm writing my own show. Kevin! <laughs> so it was... It was a blast. I will say, though, I I got kind of sad when I saw Emil going up for a cot talking. But then as he was talking for his seminar, I could tell he didn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> yeah, they just, they just, they just rented out his resort or whatever. Yeah, he was just pitching his his resort, his spa or whatever, and his, his book of haikus. I love that. He didn't, he didn't have any ulterior motives of like defacing Jen or anything like that. But yeah, I, I will say that that rat bastard, Josh, <laughs> that reveal, I thought that was also kind of, again, maybe that was the point. It was a little ham fisted because we saw that he was stealing the data from her phone, but they also say that he took her blood that night too, which I feel like you would notice that even if you're in, even if you just had the best sex you've had in a long time. She's passed out. I think, but I do think that maybe when she woke up in the morning, she would have like a tiny little bump and she's like, oh, a bug bite. And just think of that. Uh, But I do. I, yeah, I think because I was waiting the entire season to see when they would successfully get her blood. And when it was showing that he was taking all of the data off of her phone, but not a single thing leading towards the blood. That's where I got confused too. And actually even a line Mm -hmm. of, I think a line when she was complaining about that 
and be like, really? He's injecting mutated blood into him to create another Hulk? Besides, when did he get my blood? I never saw when he got my blood. Well, we forgot to write that scene in, but it's it's kind of assumed. <laughs> no, it's not. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, they, they did a good yeah, job it, pointing out the flaws and making them intentional flaws. But something like that, they never once showed, th- at least as to what I can recall, uh, with them getting her blood successfully. Yeah, I, and I, yeah, I think I, that's probably my biggest gripe towards the whole thing. I know the internet got Mephisto'd again yeah. because after the Wrecking Crew showed up in, I think, episode two or three, um, people thought like, oh, the leader is coming back. This is where we're getting the leader. And nope, they got Ralph Bonard. And <laughs> just- That's what I thought, too. I thought he was going to be, uh, especially with like uh, like the organization name. What was it? Intelli- in- I can't say it. Intelligentsia. Intelligentsia. Yeah, and I was thinking, oh, okay, we're getting, we're getting a, a big brain bully, and we didn't. So, but that's- yeah, I thought I thought it was going to be a twist, and uh, Blonsky was going to end up turning heel, and because uh, they they announced the Thunderbolts lineup, and you have all the Super Soldiers, Ghost, and then like nothing else. So it's like you need a heavier hitter, and abomination would make sense so maybe they're holding out on that until after this but i mean william hurt had passed away and we're hearing that uh harrison ford might be coming in for at least two movies to do uh the thunderbolt ross role which i i have my opinions on which i don't like it but that's just me um i'm sure harrison ford will do fine he'll get paid enough money to sit through some really bad uh, press tours to be like, so what What lured you to Thunderbolt Ross? Is it the, the opportunity to become Red Hulk? And I can just see Harrison Ford going, money. I don't fucking know what you're talking about. Yeah, what the <laughs> hell are you talking about? I did it for money. <laughs> but uh, I, the thing about that finale that I think is so... I post, I, you know, I think I said something on Twitter like, it's too bad that the MCU is over because She-Hulk obliterated it. Because, <laughs> like... You know, all the critics, the entire, the entire thing. And there's a degree to which, you know, sometimes a thing will do a thing that, and then have a character be like, wow, that's hacky or wow, what a trope or wow, how shitty are the writers? And that doesn't, that's sort of feels like it's supposed to be a patch on the writers realizing, oh, this sucks. Mm. Yeah. It's hanging a (laughs) lantern. Yeah. It still sucks. You just hung a lantern on it. And I think this is slightly different because it is all in service of this of this sequence at the end where, you know, the writers are sort of roasting how the MCU does this thing where like so many of the movies, the shows do this thing where they like contrive to get all the characters in one place. They contrive to have a big fight break out. So many of the villains in these things are just main character, but evil. And that's all that we get in this thing. And the show is rightly like, that sucks. (laughs) we don't have to do that all the time. We can do a different thing, especially with a character who is designed for to do a different thing. So like I, that whole last sequence between her popping out of Disney plus and her being like, what are we doing here? <laughs> like, why is this guy a fucking Hulk now? You know, like is so good. And I think I'm willing to like, I think it is, it is, it is a little rushed. It is a little skipping over some stuff, but in that last episode, at least, just that last episode, to be clear, it is very much, I think, to a point, and I think it's a very smart and sharp point that I resonated quite a bit with me because that's like a complaint I've had about these things for forever, where 
you know, I remember watching Shang-Chi and my wife fell asleep 40 minutes before the end. But it was just the big fight scene. <laughs> the last 40 minutes was the right. fight scene. And it's like, why are we, this is so long and it's so big and it's just it we did we could have done something different. And anyway, that's not that specific example, but the way that it is sort of roasting the MCU really tickled yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I enjoyed that. Um the fact that she just points out like, well, yeah, that's everything ends that way why does mine have to end that way let mine end my way because she does point out like yes she has superpowers but she's a lawyer before anything else and yeah obviously it means that that she's gonna do both now uh now that she's had a taste of justice with an iron fist to the face um but it yeah i appreciate that so much because it focused so much on her her coming to terms with things her being a lawyer first and foremost and trying to keep that 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 lifestyle even being a superpowered person now. So yeah, I, I appreciated it a ton. And the little robot Kevin Feige has a little hat. Oh that that rules. Too. oh my god. Yes. <laughs> like it like the top of his camera makes it look like he's wearing yes, a little baseball it cap. Was so that, yep. Perfect. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I love Tatiana Maslany's delivery in the, that moment, too, where she just starts nerding out like, "Ooh, when are we getting the X-Men? And, and she does a little thumbs how, up really quick to the camera and puts it back down. Yeah, she's like, she's like I got you gotcha, guys. I, yep, I got you, fam. <laughs> yeah, she the the delivery and all that was just fantastic. And she she embodied the character so well. And there was clearly a little extra care taken into building at least the the characterization of the show. Like I know going into it, the CGI looked rough in the trailers and there are moments where it does look rough, but the show is so damn charming that it does not matter. Yeah. 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 And Tatiana Maslany is great. If you like, if you've never seen orphan black, which is a show where she plays five clones who all have completely different mm-hmm. personalities, like, it's a it's a masterclass. Like she should be the biggest star in the world based on talent alone. Right. And like shows like this, she doesn't get to show that range as much. But like it's there. Like she is so she's like phenomenal, and I just I love her. With how many big names Marvel hires, especially for cameo roles, where I'm like, I don't see now. Mind you, I love Jeff Goldblum, but I did not see character in the MCU. I saw Jeff Goldblum, and it's like that for a lot of right. people. I think the fact that she is a fantastic actress, but on the grander scale of things, she's a little bit of an unknown. She's more, she's less yeah. of an unknown and more of a hidden gem. And yeah. her playing, people have asked me literally for decades, who would you pick to play She-Hulk? I literally have had, never had an answer because I can't picture anyone playing Jen. When they announced her, and I remembered her from Orphan Black, and when the first trailer, and I was just like, okay, yeah, okay, cool. And then the first trailer dropped. And of course, then throughout the first episode and stuff, I'm not seeing an actress. I'm seeing Jennifer Walters. She she yeah. does Jen's personality and goes with the show so flawlessly that 
I feel like it was probably supernatural for her. If she if she ever did an interview and said this was the easiest gig I've ever had because it was just so charming, I would believe her. And I don't think it's easy yes. because she phoned it in. I think it would just be easy because she latched on to that that character so well. And I mean, she got to twerk around with Hell Megan yeah. Thee Stallion. Hell yeah. I love too. how people bitched about that. It's like, bro, I can't twerk. But if I've met Megan Thee Stallion, who I'm not even a fan of, you bet your bippy I'd be twerking in that law office too. <laughs> She'd be laughing at me. Be like, girl, you got a pancake yeah. ass. Be like, yeah, but it flops all the same. <laughs> not, not to get back on the, the tangent we were on several times, but like, it's so funny that that is the thing that in some parts of the internet is emblematic of the show. Like you think like that's what the yeah. show is to some people because, because these, these shitheads see like one thing that, uh, you know, confirms what they think about the show already. And they're like, that's the entire show. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so it's like you said, it's a three second thing. And you see people are like, I can't believe that they've ruined She-Hulk with this. I know. I know. Gag. With this thing that the She-Hulk comic would totally do if they could really yeah. show off twerking in the comic. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm like, please, have you ever, clearly they have never been to a girl's night party be it in someone's house, at the club, at the bar, you have the whitest, nerdiest girls trying to twerk because you're just drunk and having fun or just having a good time. Seeing Jen twerking with Megan the Stallion in her office is not the strangest thing that would ever happen. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, of course these guys have never never been to a girls' night because the operative word yeah. there is girls. They've well, they've, I don't think half of them have ever really been around a girl, but that's yeah. just a low-hanging freak kind of joke. <laughs> that's just a low-hanging dig. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm an old man, so I don't really know who Megan the Stallion is. Um, so that that reference kind of went over my head, but like you get enough of her character of who she is in that sh episode because uh, you have the the elf who is able to shape shift and portray her a little bit. And then you have the moment where she's sitting in the audience in the court and she's just got her fan. Going fan yeah, I'm not a fan of <laughs> she, she does that little like bah, bah. that's what she's honestly that's what she's famous for is <laughs> I mean, all you need to know is that she's a rap star. That's it. And yeah. she's very dramatic, which you can see in like her clothing and her hairstyles and her makeup and stuff like that. So of course you're gonna fucking twerk with Megan the Stallion. Like I said, I'm not even I'm not even a <laughs> Megan the Stallion fan, but I'd be twerking with Megan all day or day. <laughs> and embarrassing myself yeah. along the way. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so before we go, we would be remiss to not talk about Jamila Jamil's Titania. Uh, Beppo, I'll let you take the lead on this one again as the She-Hulk expert. Oh gosh! All right, so Titania is just she, she's just a, a character. Uh, like as far as in the comics go, like I she's definitely like a C-tier villain. She's kind of She-Hulk's one occurring villain that's not a big overall Hulk family, like the leader, for example. Um, and I mean it's pretty much she's just she she has a case of. Well, kind of like how uh, Emil uh, was in the first Hulk movie where it's like, she's stronger than me. I need to be better. I need to be better. Um, so, I mean, when they said Tatiana or Titania, sorry, not Tatiana. <laughs> I do that all the time now. <laughs> when they said Titania, uh, it was going to be in the show. I was like, yeah, it makes sense. I didn't really care what they did with her character personally because she's kind of just a, a blank slate for the most, most part. She's a wrestler. 
that's pretty much it. Yeah. She's a wrestler. She's kind of a uh she's kind of a jobber where she can like show yeah. up. Yeah. She fights you a lot, but she can like show up anytime you need a big buff person, she could show up and my fight the fantastic. Four my whoever, biggest you know? gripe with the way that she was in the show, uh I loved that she was this like internet beauty guru, just like sp- spoiled child kind of character. Uh, clearly an entrepreneur, but it, like these YouTube beauty gurus who really don't care about anything else but themselves. So she had that kind of attitude. She was just trying to spite everyone and she just wanted to be a dick to Jen. That worked. But I think it was just bizarre that in the first episode, she burst through the courtroom for no reason. Showing off her superpowers. And then she doesn't use any superpowers anymore and just decides to harass Jen legally. But then decides to show up at the wedding and use just her superpowers. I don't, I do not understand her entrance at all in the first episode. I don't understand that the point of that at all because it didn't show her character to be a brawler type. Because she immediately went back to just being a YouTube star, basically. Or an Instagram model. It, it didn't make any sense. The character was fine. I just don't understand the flip-flopping. It didn't work for me. It was bizarre. There yeah, was I a motivation that, missing, yeah. I think that uh, they do... I think they sort of staple on a thing in a, an episode later by way of explanation. But I don't disagree. And that's the thing I think I get at with... I think that first episode is maybe the weakest one where like they need sort of a something resembling a fight scene at the end of the episode partially to hit that beat and also to transition to the thing that the show is going to be about, which is going to be her getting a new job. Right. Um, And like also the conflict between She-Hulk, the Hulk side and the Gen side to a certain degree. So it is a thing where it's like, oh, we need a thing to happen here and maybe we don't, we haven't figured it out yet and we've got, we know Titania is in it, so what if she just bursts into the courtroom and causes a fight that ruins Jen's career or whatever. Right, but yeah, um, like, why was she there though? I, I, if, I, if I remember correctly, and I'd have to go back and watch to find out, I think there's like a newscast in the background of an episode after that that says she was on trial or like had been brought in for something and broke out and escaped that way well but then she wouldn't be just doing things all willy-nilly and doing a new makeup line if i i i I think that's just how they explained it i i I don't even remember an explanation (laughs) i'd have to go back and and rewatch everything and keep my ears open for it because that's that's where i'm confused because obviously it's jen's big case she's trying to win the case it would have made more sense if uh, no, I just, I, I don't know. It would have made more sense if, like, it was her company being sued. Maybe it was, and I just missed it. Or it was a completely other character that she hired as, like, a bodyguard breakthrough. And then later on, it's revealed that she also has super strength later in the fight throughout the season. If she had just been a normal beauty guru, um, and then it was revealed she was also superhuman. Because they don't even touch on that either. Uh the fact that she has strength and I get it because the whole thing is, well, more and more superhuman people are popping up. So that's why we need a special law firm, but just nothing. There was nothing there. I was super confused. 
Otherwise, I liked her portrayal. I, I liked think, the actress. I just don't think that she had a point yeah. being there half the time. Yeah, I think there was a. I think there. I think there was an explanation, but I think it was Blake and yeah. you miss it. Um, so I think it's like it's on like a newscast in the background or something that if you're like focused on something else, yeah. you're gonna miss it. But Josh, you were trying to say something. Sorry. Uh, so while we're on the subject of Titania's first reveal in the in the series, um, did you guys see Jamila Jamil's um, Twitter account where she? thanked the directors and producers for the opportunity to uh, pardon my language here, get punched in the vag. (laughs) (laughs) I did not see that, but that is incredible. (laughs) She did. She got oof. And let me tell you, that is not pleasant. (laughs) Well, so, so the, the take that they show in the, in the episode is she gets punched in like the gut or the chest or something, but Jamila Jamil thought it would be funnier if she got punched in the crotch the lower abdominal yeah. crotch region uh so they they did a take where she got punched down there and it it just didn't quite work with what they were going for so they cut it but she has footage of them doing like the wire work Aww. so if, if you scour her twitter feed or her instagram you'll you'll That's find awesome. it um I'll have to look uh, yeah up. she she was very grateful for at least the opportunity to get punched in the crotch by she hulk i mean same though <laughs> i'm sorry i'm just gonna sit over something here being is, thirsty something i do appreciate <laughs> about um that though is like she she's a little inconsistent throughout the season and she's like she's like an antagonist for a couple episodes but aside from aside from the way that they like sort of haphazardly throw everyone in at the end before the like sort of reboot question happens. She, I, I really appreciate that they're not doing a thing where they're like, oh, we have to like settle their arc or whatever. Cause she's just like someone, they just don't like each other and that's fine. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like a big grand thing. Right. Where like they have these, co- these confrontations and it doesn't come to like this head because they're not arch rivals. They just fucking hate each other. Oh yeah. No. So and that's super valid. Uh, yeah. It's great that they leave her there to just show up or not. Yeah. Again. Yeah. No, I was fine. I know people were kind of angry that they made her like, why is she a beauty guru instead of like, you know, a this is that. It's like, because it works for that kind of cattiness. The The whole entire point of Titania. Or t- t- yeah, Titania. God, I can't. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, the whole point <laughs> of her, at least kind of as an overall thing, is she's just a thorn in Jen's side. You know, yeah. she, she wants to be better than Jen in several different ways and it's not she, she's just tired of being the second fiddle basically so the fact that she's this like online superstar and this green lawyer is like taking away her clicks and her views kind of a mentality not literally but it's that kind yeah. of mentality it's catty behavior and it works so well it works well taking that casual cattiness and putting it onto a superhuman level literally yeah yeah, and i don't think they they don't really explore this but i think there's probably a thought process that is like titania is like we were talking about all the things that like jen is before she's she hulk like there's a woman that kind of embodies that kind of confidence that sort of swagger that jen doesn't quite portray as much in her normal self i think there's something there that maybe is where they were going for there but i don't think they like took the time to explore it which is fine 
Um, but I, if I had to guess, and also generally, whenever someone is like, why didn't you, why did, why did you change it from this, from the comics? My answer is always shut up, nerd. Who cares? Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's different. It's different. <laughs> Yeah, one thing that this show did that uh, I appreciate as far as like the overall MCU goes is it did finally let us know what the hell's going on with the Sokovia Accords as well, which apparently they've been repealed sometime in the last couple of years. Mm. Makes sense that they would have done something like that in after the aftermath of the snap and the reverse snap. Yeah, with the way the Avengers handled everything, uh, I think that was kind of a goodwill gesture. Yeah, but yeah. it's completely unimportant. It just it's for nerds like me who are like, what the hell is happening with this thing? They took as about as much care explaining how all that happened as they did in the actual comics when Civil yeah. War ended. Yeah. Um which is to say by very the little. way, Josh, <laughs> we didn't talk about your cameo at the end of the final episode. God damn it! I was you <laughs> had a nice haircut. That's all I'll say. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing. Is uh, my my Sakarian barber Stan Lee is yeah. uh, doing some good work. Yep, yep, looking good there. It was good to see you in an MCU show. Finally, I'll get my day. Yeah, I'm glad I could finally show off all that hard work I put into uh, building. Some yeah, muscle. don't worry, don't worry. I'll get my cameo one day as a female number four uh, in the next season of She Hulk, where I get stepped on and say thank you, mommy. <laughs> well, I mean, how now you you've think, got the end with Scar, son of Hulk. So, you know, how do you think I, that guy's stand up goes over? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Different planet, different sense of humor. Who knows? I don't know if his humor translates to Earth very well. <laughs> You're at the open mic, and that guy shows up with that hair. What are yeah. you thinking? <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, it's it's just Josh Scar. <laughs> oh my buddy josh finally got oh, up there oh there you are <laughs> i hope I don't my, my hair's up. my hair's thinning out more in the back than it is the front right now so you gotta, you gotta rock it so. no nah, it was it was i couldn't resist <laughs> it was funny the minute he showed up and bruce is like hey i want you all to meet my son scar uh ricky and i just looked at each other and started laughing because i've been making that reference for a long ass yeah time. oh yeah uh pretty much from the moment i saw that there was a comic out there called scar son of hulk and uh, so I'll be, I'll be like, my last name is Scar. And they'll be like, like the Lion King, like more like the son of Hulk. But yeah, okay. And they're like, who the fuck is that? They're like, what the hell does that even mean? Because <laughs> nobody knows who that exactly. Is. But now, now like 30 to 40% of the population will understand that joke. <laughs> so we will start wrapping it up there. Um, my cameo in Hulk in she Hulk seems like a, a great place to end the episode. So um I'm going to start doing our wrap up here. I've got my my uh, script that Matt so graciously recommended I do, which I have still flubbed like several times, but it, at least yeah, it's better. I recommend that. <laughs> you were, yeah, you said you could script this out or edit, you know, <laughs> so I went with the script. Sometimes I have good ideas. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Josh underscore scar, like son of Hulk at talking smack pod. You can follow the podcast. You can email us at tsmackpod at gmail.com. You can join our Discord, which Matt so graciously kind of made a little more easygoing, uh, made a bunch of categories, and uh, we're having some fun talking with people in that area. And uh, thank you to Leo Allen for our musical themes, and thank you to Beppo for our avatars. Yes, I am very far behind on everything, so I do apologize. I will catch <laughs> up eventually. Please subscribe, yeah, rate, review. Like 
Sorry, Matt. I was just going to say the thing I said before, which if you like the way I go on unhinged rants in audio form, Discord's a great way to see that kind of thing in text. Just just walls of text. <laughs> yes. Whatever's on my mind that day. Okay. So come on over. Hang out. He, Matt, what did you, you gave me a history lesson on something. What was it? It was... Um... Uh, we can't do that now. The, the, the way that they recently... Uh, retcon sins past in the Spider-Man Oh yeah, comics. that's right. They uh, Norman Osborn's current status. And also, quote, Norman Marvel. Osborn is a good guy now because he got shot by a magic yeah. shotgun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if so, if you want to understand what the hell's going on in modern comics, you can have Matt give you a, a quick <laughs> history lesson that's not that quick. Uh, uh, Beppo, do you want to share any of your socials? Uh, you can follow me at Beppo on Twitter. Uh, I haven't been very active lately. I've been working on some other stuff in the background, secret projects and whatnot. Her She-Hulk cameo. In my She-Hulk cameo. Yeah, I'm in talks with Disney. Uh, they're going to make me the next uh, big star of the MCU. She-Hulk lackey number two. Um- <laughs> Madison's best friend. Yes. Yes. Hell yeah. I'd I, Madison's a little much for me, but I totally hang out with Wong and watch some Sopranos. Uh, but yeah, no. Wongers. Oh my god! It's <laughs> no. Uh, thank you, Josh, for uh, making sure that I was available for the She-Hulk episode. You know, this is what I live for. Anything to do with my Shulk? Yes, there's no way we were doing this one without you. Yeah, it would be. I think it would be sacrilegious to whatever religion involves She-Hulk. to not have me as like the the patron saint and apostle of she-hulk lore (laughs) well again matt thank you for coming on as always uh we appreciate your time yeah always happy to be here if you need to follow me just look to the sky and listen yeah join the discord (laughs) or go outside and just listen to the whisper of the wind hell yeah you know hear my hot takes and again, please like, subscribe, comment, review, whatever podcatcher you listen to. Please subscribe and rate. and It helps us out a lot, moves us up the, the ladder of other talking smacks because there's one that is still above us that is a sports one. And God damn it, let's beat the sports. <laughs> I like sports, but... You love sports. I, yeah, but I mean, not everyone... Not the S for sports. Ah, yes, sports <laughs> ball, my favorite. Yeah, they don't even talking use it smack. cleverly as like an acronym. They just didn't want to have the K on there. Whereas we at least make it work. So, you know, just give us the review and the subscribe for cleverness. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks again, everyone, for listening and take care. Bye. Just watch it. Just watch it. Just watch it. (laughs)